0: joining us today here at Victory. At Victory Church we are a community of authentic spirit-led Christ followers transformed to walk in victory. Join us as we begin today's message. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Great. Great to be in the house of the Lord. We'd like to thank our visitors but they're not visitors but they've come back again so I guess we haven't run them off. Do I have any other visitors here that I'm not aware of? No. No. Same group of people. G- great to see you here this Sunday morning. I'm glad to be here. I'm so g- glad the opportunity to share Jesus with you, uh, worship with you, and call you my friends in Christ. Um, we've been going through the Gospel of John, and, in, and until I feel led otherwise, we'll continue to go through the Gospel of John. I think it's a probably the most important book, probably, in the Bible. I don't know. It's just a personal opinion. If you've noticed... It's evangelical in nature, meaning it's set to save the lost. Yes, the whole Bible is set to save the lost, but this particular gospel is focused and lasered to talk to us about our sin and our Savior. It is a book that you should read as often as possible and as many times as possible because God will show you many different things through the gospel of John. And I think that was the entire intention. If you look at the Billy Graham ministry, and if you go back and look at many of Billy Graham's sermons, many came out of this gospel. So it's a gospel with a purpose, with a focus. Last week we talked about the nobleman's son, and this week we're going to talk about a complete cure for a crippled life. Anybody ever had a crippled life? We all do. We're all sinners saved by the grace of God. You know, on TV right now, you'll see a lot, particularly on Christian channels, well, you'll see a lot about divine healing. And you will see people that call themselves healers. And it's not my intention today to point fingers and say whether someone has a gift like that or not. But there seems to be an overwhelming desire for people to watch healing and hope for healing of your physical ailments. And many of us have had physical ailments and some of us, luckily, like me, have not as yet had anything of serious in nature. But we want to be healed physically if we're sick. That's just natural to feel better. And some of us may never be healed physically in this life. And so I see our TV, our country, our some of our evangelical preachers really focus in on what they believe is the need of the physical healing because Jesus was a healer. But I think they're missing the point. And I think the reason they're missing the point because the point is being missed intentionally because we're worried more about our physical body than we are about our soul. The most important thing that ever could happen to you is the saving of your soul, not the healing of your body. A healed body that is still dead in sins is a body that will not last and a soul that will go to a place called hell. So this morning as we look at God's Word and what He would talk about in chapter 5 of John, Ask God this question. Lord, show me today what it is that you want me to know from your word. Every word in here is divinely inspired. Ask God to show you today how this word reflects to you individually. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we welcome your Holy Spirit presence. We ask for your anointing on our ears and our heart to understand what you would have say to us today. Show us, Lord, why we're here today. For we know you're a sovereign God. We know that you know everything. We know that you're in control of everything. So, Father, show us why we're here today. What is our purpose in your divinity for us today. What do you want us to hear? Lord, open our eyes and our hearts to understanding so that we can know the meaning of your marvelous word to us today. We ask protection over those who are not with us today. We ask your blessing upon Our friends and our neighbors and our families, especially those who know you. Lord, we have members of our family that do not know you. And we ask, dear God, that you touch their lives and their hearts and open their minds and hearts to their sin so they'll come to you and to the foot of the cross for their salvation. Today, Lord, we ask that you take me and hide me behind your cross so that the listener and the viewer no longer sees me, they only see you. In Christ's name I pray, amen. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to John chapter 5. We'll be going through verses 1 through 15. If you have your tablets, your phones, or if you just want to look on the screen, you can do any of the above as we read the Word of God. John chapter 5 verse 1 through 15. And the Bible says these words. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind of halt. Withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity, thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, it is the Sabbath day, it is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then answered they unto him, What man is that which say unto you, Take up thy bed and walk? And he said he was healed, Wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. And afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. May God bless the reading of his word. We're going to talk today about the making whole of a crippled life, the complete cure for your life. We're going to start looking at the word of divine diagnosis. We're going to talk about the health, the help, and the hope of this diagnosis. And we're going to begin by looking at verse 6. It said, When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he saith unto him, thou be made whole? Jesus knew the health you and I need. He knows if you have physical ailments, but He also knows your spiritual condition and the condition of your soul. You see, Jesus looked right into this man's life. He looks right into your life. He looks right into my life. He knows your sin. He knows your hope. He knows your troubles. He knows your sadness. There's nothing you could hide. This man, He penetrated, and He knew that man. He knew more than his health. He knew all about his life, and he knew all about his sin. We don't know. It doesn't say here. This man may have lived a very sinful life before he was infirmed or crippled or sick. He may have continued to live that sinful life. But what the man is concerned about, he is concerned about his physical health. But our Lord and Savior looks right at us and He penetrates the problem. The problem is sin. From the very beginning in Adam and Eve when they fell, they had a perfect paradise. They would have lived physically forever. But when they sinned, they fell. And we inherited that sin. And we will die because of our sin Our bodies will deteriorate because of that sin. Our souls are lost because of that sin. And we're far away from Christ because of our sin. He also needed the help he needed. Verse 7, look here. The impotent man answered, I have no man to help me. You see, he wasn't looking to God. We don't look to God for our help. We're looking for men to help us. His eyes were on his sorrow. Their eyes was on his health. And he told Jesus, because he didn't know who he was talking to, no man will help me get into the water. Before the angels stir the water for the healing of these pools, somebody beats me. No one will help me. Sin many times alienates us from other people. Sometimes we have been so hard to get along with our alcoholism, our drug abuse, our sexual immorality, our impurity our cursing, our lifestyle has run people off from our life. And we have no one else to help us. Sin does that. Sin alienates you from your family. It alienates you from your friend. But sin also alienates you from your Lord, your Savior, and your Maker. He was looking for a man to help him. But that day he found the reason. He found the help. He found the healing. He found his soul that day. There's also the hope we need. In verse 7, he had no man. He wanted someone to help him step down into the water because he's going to be healed. That was what he was hoping for. But his hope was not his physical healing. His hope was the person of Jesus Christ. Let's look together in Ephesians 2.12. 2.12 says this in Ephesians, that at this time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of the promise, having no hope without god in this world if you do not know jesus christ as your lord and savior and you're looking for a healing you have no hope because the hope is in the person of jesus christ the hope is not in men the hope is not in medicine the hope is not in islam the hope is not in new age the hope is in the person of jesus christ I declare to you today, if you do not know Jesus Christ, and you need a healing, He is your healer. And the healing will be a total healing of the body, the soul, and the spirit. There's also a word of divine deliverance. Let's look at verse 8. And within that divine deliverance, there's a spiritual deliverance, a moral deliverance, and a physical deliverance. Verse 8 said, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. What Jesus is saying, rise spiritually, stand up spiritually. I'm getting ready to change your life. All things old have passed away, all things new beginning. You become a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have a spiritual change. Stand up and walk. Allow Jesus to change your life. There's also a moral deliverance. We live in sin, and the sin affects the way we live. you ever had a sin that you just couldn't beat? Has sin gripped you? You can't beat it. The thoughts you have, the life you live, the drugs you use, the language you have, the things you watch. Sin grips your life. It keeps you morally impure. But Jesus told him to take up your bed This bed is probably the only thing this man owned. And he laid on it. In his sin, in his sorrow, and in his poor health. And when Jesus said, rise up and take it, he's saying, pick up your moral depravity and take it with you. Because your sins are no longer counted against you. I have forgiven you. And you are a new creation. You are born again. So he's telling us today to rise and take our bed of sin and take it away with us because we're never going to need it again. There's also the physical deliverance. Walk. We get in faith. He told this man to rise, take his bed, and walk. The man may have never walked in many years. We don't know. (coughs) But he had a physical deliverance. And he was able to walk. You now can walk in faith in Christ. You no longer have to live in sin again. You no longer have to lay there and wait for man to help you. You can pick up your bed. You can rise and walk. And you have a new life. Never again do you ever have to worry about sin dominating your life As long as you're following the Lord Jesus. This man didn't even know who Jesus was. But Jesus penetrates our heart. He penetrates our life. And He heals us of the most important thing. But He makes us whole. Holy whole with our soul and our spirit and our body. There's also the word of divine direction. Verse 14. Afterward. Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come to thee. Whole. You've seen that word. You notice the word healing is not there. It's more than a physical healing. It's a spiritual and a soul healing. For this man... Began to live a life of radiant certainty, radiant victory, and radiant loyalty. In verse 14, it says, Behold, thou art whole. Can you imagine what he felt like after being physically healed? He must have been radiant, he must have been happy. But more importantly, He was found in the temple. He had been at the sheep gate. And after he picked up his bed and rose and walked, he went to the temple. And my guess is he went to worship God, to give thanks and to give glory and live a radiant life. And that's why you come here today, to give glory to God, to show God your radiant life, to show that you are now made whole. And you're here to give thanksgiving, glory, and honor just like this man did that day. Because God has made you whole. And that's why you come here to worship Him. To live in radiant victory and glory and the certainty that you know Christ. There's also the life of radiant victory. Galatians 2.20 tells us about that victory. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says, The Apostle Paul speaking here, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We can live in victory when we allow Jesus Christ to live through us. When we crucify ourselves to the cross, submit to the obedience of God, and let the Spirit of God walk through us. That man that day was able to live in radiant victory. He was able to walk again. He was able to tell people who Jesus was. He was able to give glory. He was able to give honor. He was able to give praise in the temple to the mighty God who had made him whole. How about you? Can you say today for sure that you've been made whole? Do you want to be made whole today? The answer is to come to the foot of the cross and let the divine healer make you whole. There's also a life of radiant loyalty. Verse 15 of John chapter 5. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. Remember previously, he didn't even know who the man was who healed him. But he went to the temple and he found out who the man was and he told other people. And he was loyal, I believe, from that day forward. When you meet Jesus, when he makes you whole, you will be loyal. But there's a precaution Jesus says to this man in verse 14, behold, thou art whole. In other words, body, soul, and spirit. You're saved. But listen to the precaution sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. What does that mean? Pretty simple. When you've tasted of glory, when you've been changed, and God has changed your life, if you turn and go back and begin sinning again, there's a precaution that something worse may even occur to you. In this man's case, could it have been worse health? Could it be trouble and tribulations? The Apostle Paul addresses that issue in Corinth at the Lord's Supper because people were eating unworthily. They were making a mockery out of the Lord's Supper. And it says, many of you are sick and die prematurely because you do not take the Lord's Supper seriously. Sin has a price, even for the Christian. There's also scripture said that many of the in the church died early because of their continued sin. That doesn't mean they lost their salvation, but there is a penalty. There's not only an eternal penalty, there is a physical penalty in our life. So don't take God's salvation lightly and say that you can just sin abundantly because of God's amazing grace. There can be a price. How has God spoke to you today? I've done what I think I had to do. I've come and told you about the complete cure. The question to you today is, do you know whether or not you have the complete cure? Are you certain? I remember the day 26, 27 years ago where I felt drawn off a back seat of a church and I didn't even know why I came forward. And when the little lady asked me, I think I've shared this with you before, Sir, do you come for profession of faith, church transfer, rededication, and something else? Well, you know how Baptist churches are. I, I, I couldn't answer the question because I really didn't know. And this morning in my prayer, I was, God showed me that again. It's the First Baptist Church in Black Mountain. I don't know if anybody's even been there. And I sat in the back like some of y'all do, but it was way back. And he gave the invitation, and next thing I knew, I was down here. I just felt it, but I didn't know why. Maybe there's somebody in here today God will draw Maybe the day of the day is you get whole. You know? Maybe this is your day. And if you are whole and you need to come to the altar for some reason, the altar's open for any reason. Any reason at all. But God showed me the day why He drew me off that bench. Not only for my salvation, He drew me off that bench that day for what I'm doing right now. Okay? And I think there's somebody in here that needs to be made whole. And that's not my, it's none of my business. That's between you and God. But if God draws you today for whatever reason, to be made whole or to pray for somebody or whatever, do that. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. You can resist it. Maybe this man For 38 years in his misery resisted the Holy Spirit. Don't be that man. Don't stay crippled. I plead with you. Don't stay a cripple. Don't stay in infirmity. Don't stay in your sin. Because he will heal you. I promise. It's not of your strength. It's not of this preacher's strength. It's of God's strength that he does the total healing and gives you the complete cure. If the worship team will come forward. The invitation, the altar's open. If you need prayer, we have people that will pray with you. If you need to speak with me, I'm here. But if you want to receive the complete cure, now is your day. Now is the day of your salvation.